To my people, my people, what up, though? Want to work out episode nine of the Fishbowl Podcast? You know who it is. Everybody's favorite asshole. Your boy, B-Wheel. Hey, what up, sis? Hey, family. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you been? I have been amazing. Been looking forward to this all week. This is my therapy, so I am ready to get started. Definitely therapy. Definitely therapy. You ready to get just jump right into it? Let's just go. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so the first topic we draw the fishbowl for today is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, Nipsey Hussle's funeral. Have, did you see the, the funeral? Um, I did get to watch most of the funeral. Um, I was in and out of meetings all day, so I, but between meetings, believe me, I, my computer was totally tuned in to everything happening at the funeral. It was beautiful. Um, I love the way that people came out and just talked about him for who he was. Even the the little sermon at the end was perfect. I think it was perfect for who he was. And then the outpouring of love at the um, processional afterwards was just, it was almost too much to handle. It was absolutely beautiful. If I die today, I made the set proud, nigga. It was amazing. Like, honestly, man, I've, I've in my lifetime, as a black man, I've never seen a black man get that kind of love from people all over the world in the community. And it was something that I feel like every black man needed to see. Um, Cause you have to look at the fact that yeah, Nipsey Hussle has been in the game since 2009, 2010 dropping mixtapes, but victory lap was his first album. So technically Nipsey Hussle is a man who dropped one album and got this much love was had his funeral in the same place Michael Jackson had his in. 21,000 people. There were another 10 people. We're not even talking about lining the streets on the way of his 25-mile victory lap to the funeral home, but there were 10,000 people in front of his store alone. They had 50 Rolls Royces that were in a funeral procession. Like, it was one of the most beautiful and black things I've, I think I've ever witnessed. And the reason I say that is because I think Nipsey Hussle showed every black man that what you do in your community matters. Um, and that, that's what I got from it, that what you do and the legacy you leave is what really matters. Because you can die. To, I, like, it made me think about the fact that it made me ask myself, if I die today, what legacy am I leaving? Like, I talk about uh, my mother's legacy all the time with the legacy she's left and all the kids and people she's taken in over the years and how she's helped them on their way and how um, just the things that she's done, my mother has done for other people. Like I know my, when my mother passes, we know what her legacy is. And it makes me, and I think Nipsey Hussle's funeral as a black man made me ask myself, what kind of legacy and mark are you leaving on this world? I think that's that's absolutely an admirable thing to take from it. Um, One of the things that I thought or that I got from it was that his funeral and the things that people had to say about him and the way that his community perceived him, I think it absolutely raised the value of the African-American male life, um, most importantly among African-Americans. I think that it absolutely showed people that um, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can still reach hundreds of thousands of people 
just by doing what you think is right and to stick to what you think is right, um, which is very important and something that he often talks about, you know, not letting people um, determine or wanting to be, you know, like the cool guy. So selling out who you were, you can still accomplish everything that you wanted to accomplish. And he did that. So it was absolutely amazing to see people celebrate him in such an amazing way. And, and one thing that I wanted to talk to you about, and I didn't, we didn't have a chance to before the show is one of my friends actually hit me up on Facebook and was like, why all of a sudden the love are, are we seeing all of the love for Nipsey Hussle? And now this was a black man. Um, but I think he was just a little confused as to why so many people um, felt connected to him. And I wrote him like a, a book long about the things that I felt like Nipsey had done that were important to me. And music was the least of them. So I just want to say, you know, to him and to his memory, thank you to his family. I am so sorry that this had to happen, but I think that the results of it, what we're seeing right now in California and across the country is an absolutely amazing thing. I agree. Um, I agree. It was, honestly, man, it was, I've seen, obviously, celebrity funerals and I've been to actual funerals. Watching a funeral on TV and being at an actual funeral is always obviously different. Like you're watching, you know, we've seen Aretha Franklin get buried, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, like all these people, funerals were broadcasted on TV. Um, and for the most part, you know, you're watching to see what entertainers are going to perform, stuff like that. But it was weird for me um, as a Nipsey Hussle fan. Um, like I talked about in episodes before he is in my top three favorite rappers along with j cole and dave east like these are three guys that i listen to almost every day um and that's just speaking from the 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 musical aspect of it i've been listening to him for a long time i'm a long time fan of his work but um one thing i noticed is that even watching this funeral through a tv screen it was times where you laughed with if with with the people that were there, it was times that you cried for the people that were there. It was, it was, you felt the emotion as if, and the energy and the love of the place and what was going on as if you were there. Like it was a real funeral and you were, you were literally see, like I, I felt like I was at home in a, in a, in a black tux with the sunglasses on. Like, like I, like honestly, I felt like I was really there. Like I laughed and cried with his family. I loved everything they had to say about him. His mother spoke beautifully. I love how she paid tribute to the ancestors that came before him and asked um, poor libations and asked for his safe journey into the afterlife. Um, I love what his 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 woman, his his sanctuary, his everything had to say about him. Everyone in his family. Um, it, it was honestly, it, it was an, an amazing moment, and it's something. I will forever remember when people ask me where I was on 411. I can easily say I attended Nipsey Hussle's funeral. Yeah, I I completely absolutely agree. I did. It it was almost like you felt like um, because his family was so welcoming and so open about everything. You felt like you were 
um, a part of the family, a part of his life, a part of his legacy. Um, one of the things that really stuck out to me and it kind of showed me the type of person that he was is Lauren said that before they would leave the house in the morning, he would play music for the kids and then stage everybody. That just goes to show how far ahead of the game he was. Like he wanted to make sure not only was their minds in the right place, but their spirits were in the right place. And that right there just lets me know like how he was able to touch so many people is he was touching their spirit. And that's like, and I feel like everybody who watched that funeral and participated in um, the funeral and his homegoing celebration could absolutely feel his spirit as a part of that. And it, it was amazing and beautiful to witness. I want to make a side note on exactly what you just said about um, Nipsey doing the sage and making sure his family was pure and always been their protecting provider. Let me make a short side note on that. And I'm, I'm not just ranting here. It's just something that, that bothers me that we not only as African-American people, but as people in general do um, when stuff like this happens, we love to take opportunities like this to bat to use it. Things that people say in those moments to bash each other. There is there are memes going around on Facebook saying Nipsey Hussle burned sage, you know, to make sure his family's, you know, their energies were cleansed before they started their day and their week. Do you know what kind of man he was? And then at the end of the meme, it says most dudes don't even know what sage is. Okay, let me correct you guys. For one, me and my sister just had a whole conversation on sage a couple couple what was it a week or two ago yeah it was probably last weekend or the weekend before that so there are plenty of brothers out here who know what sage is let me go ahead and say that um mm -hmm. let me also say that nipsey hustle if you go back to interviews from before he met lauren london 2010 2009 you can go back as far as you want he always spoke about talked about his his community and the things he wanted to do for his community he he spoke it and he walked it now i say that to say this man had a plan before he met that woman she added value to his plan but he had his plan and who he wanted to be mapped out before he met her don't take people have to stop taking stuff like that and trying to dog men or women and use that against men or women we have to stop doing that um understand that the the dude because the man you're with or the woman you're with doesn't have a plan of action or a course for their life you can't put it off on everybody else you need to look yourself in the mirror and understand that the person you're with displays those bad qualities not every man or every woman. I just, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that it was, it's something that bothers me that we do, that we love to take like, uh, clips like that and try to flip them to dog each other. No, I absolutely understand. Talk your shit. Do what you need to do. Um. So, uh, are you ready to get into the next topic? Yeah, let's move on. So the next topic we got is. Uh, you're a president, you're a Republican. Uh, we are everybody who listens knows that Ty Boogie is a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, I, so much. Pre so Donald Trump has threatened 
to start busing instead of kicking them out of the country. He's just threatened to start busing immigrants to sanctuary cities. Uh, what do you think about this? It, okay, I have a question for you. Isn't that what sanctuary cities are asking him to do anyway? Like, and, and that's the crazy part. He's saying it as a threat, but a while ago, representatives, representatives from Illinois, California, and other states are, had already came out and said that they wanted to be a beacon of hope and a sanctuary city, and if immigrants wanted to come there, they were more than welcome to come. And now Donald Trump is threatening to send these people to these cities as if it's a form of disrespect. He's basically threatening people with a good time. like, And he's saying it like, oh, I'm going to send these people there and they're bad people. That's not, they're not inherently bad. They're people who are coming here out of desperation. I'm sure they would have loved to stay in their country. I'm sure they would have not wanted to leave their homes and their families behind but obviously they did that for a reason so they came here seeking a better life and then we have this asshole in the white house who just is just making shit up and, and you know i just I, I have a lot to say about this actually um basically he's threatening to i don't i don't to drop these people off and just leave them like just drop them off in the town square, and I guess that's supposed to make people feel like they don't want them in their city or that the crime rate is going to go up. But for the most part, these are good people who are just seeking a nice place to live. Um, and he's making it seem like they're just e criminals coming here seeking asylum, and that's not how it works. He told people like the border agents just to not let them in, to tell them that the United States doesn't have any more room. And if a judge tells you um, that you can't do that, then tell the judge that we don't have room. Like, what fucking sense does that make? Like, I, at this point, if people are alarmed at the shit that he's doing, I don't even, I don't know what would get people to want him out of office. I'm just, this is over my head. Um, he also told the the head border patrolsman, he, he's, he's made a note to tell them that if they violate the Constitution, he'll pardon them. Um, he made it a, a a thing to tell them that he will pardon them if they violate the Constitution. As far as sending people to border cities, I honestly think that those places will welcome those people with open arms because for the most part, Absolutely. immigrants who come to this country are are the hardest workers in this country. And I'm not I'm not blowing smoke when I say that. They make Americans look lazy compared to the work that they do. Americans These people come here and work two or three jobs. They work trade jobs. They work labor jobs. They work hard labor jobs. They do everything Americans don't want to do. They exactly. do everything. Um, I work for a uniform company, and we service uh, Tyson Chicken. Most people know what Tyson Chicken is. You can go to the Wendy's, and they sell Tyson Chicken nuggets. Um, but we service Tyson Chicken. Uh, they're one of the we service their chicken houses. Where what they do with their chicken houses is these people literally we sell them, we rent them clothes, and then we pick up their clothes and we wash them. Well, the clothes that we pick up are covered with chicken shit. They kill the, they kill the chickens. They chop the heads off the chickens. They do it. They they take the chicken shit and turn it into manure at these chicken houses. I mean, these are jobs that these people are doing. And that's all that works there almost are Hispanic people. Um, 
people these people do these jobs for nine dollars an hour at this chick at these chicken houses. Now, when you when people say that they came over here and took our jobs, you point me to an American, and I'm not joking. That's going to go shovel chicken shit. Chop off chicken heads for nine dollars an hour. Cause as an American, I'm gonna be the first to fucking say that's not my job of choice. But these people do it proudly. They go there every day. They strap their boots up just like everyone else, and they work harder in this country than Americans do. And honestly, to be one hundred percent honest, they appreciate being in America more than Americans do. Absolutely. And everything you said is absolutely correct. They do they do all the jobs that we as Americans feel like we don't want to do and we don't have to do. I don't see any um, American-born citizens rushing to Florida to pick fucking oranges because it's not going to happen. Like, we have allowed this president to create total anarchy in this country when he himself uses immigrant workers at his um, fucking golf clubs. It, it makes no sense. And now he's kicking people out of the Department of Justice because they will not break the law for him. Like, what sense does this like? This is complete and total anarchy. We have evolved into a total um, dictatorship at this point. And I, like, I don't even know what to do. I, I feel like we're living inside the movie V for Vendetta. You know, it's funny because literally before we came into this podcast, I was watching a movie. That's um, my shit, bro. Yeah, my I was shit. literally just watching that movie. Um, I'm a fair person. If I, and I, I say this for all intents and purposes. If Donald Trump ever does something good for this country, you will hear me talk about the good deed that he did on this podcast. When Barack Obama did bad things for the country, I held Barack Obama accountable as a constituent. If Donald Trump does bad things, I'm going to hold Donald Trump accountable as a constituent. Absolutely. If it's they, all when they do good, yeah. If, if, when they do good, I think you should praise their good. I don't give a fuck who it is. If you do something good, it should be recognized. I don't care if it's Donald Trump or anybody else. Um, as the president i i think he he deserves that right to be recognized for good deeds but i say that to say i can't name one good deed i've seen donald trump do since he's taken office um um I was trying to think of one, but we could spend the whole podcast and not have nothing else to say. Um, so, yeah, I just I think he Donald Trump is what I would consider the ultimate fuck boy. And I just I don't even have time for it anymore. Um, and that's sad to say, because I love politics, but I feel like I can't even um, enjoy watching CNN or MSNBC because it's all just stories about how fucking stupid he is you should definitely watch fox news then if you want to hear the good things that he does you should watch fox news that's a hell no for me sir so <laughs> we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic and this is the topic i just drew is a topic that i'm very excited about the kid in me fucking screams um anyone who knows me knows that if you ask my mother my sister any of my siblings, what I watch on TV the most, they will say what? Cartoons. I watch cartoons. I'm a huge fucking cartoon head. I even collect DVDs of 90s cartoons. I have 
all of Modern's Rocco Life on DVD. Rocco's all of Rug- Modern Life. I have all of Rugrats on DVD. I have Ren and Stimpy. I have Doug. I mean, the list goes on of the amount of DVDs of cartoons that I have because this was my golden era. This is this is what sitting in the middle of the floor in some Batman underoos with uh, a massive bowl of cereal. Uh, usually it was Frosted Flakes with Bananas, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, or Golden Grams, or Fruity Pebbles. I'm talking about, when I say massive bowl, I mean I pour half the box. He was Craig before, like, when he was a kid. And, right? and I would wrap myself up in a blanket, sit there, and this is a time where I could watch cartoons from sunup to sundown and be just fucking content with life. Um, along flipping back and forth, watching cartoons and playing video games and taking Can't you still do that? No, I work too much now. I sleep up three to four hours a night, and I, I I don't have time to do that. But if I did, if I ever hit the lottery, I'll go back to that, that life. Honestly, <laughs> that will be my lyric. People are like, Billy hit the lottery and disappeared. No, Billy is literally at home watching Doug Funny on TV. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the, that's my small rant. The topic that I drew is Disney's new streaming service. So Disney recently acquired all every the fucking thing. Everything. They acquired everything. The they bought the rights out to Sony from Sony. They bought Fox's rights from Sony. Uh, they acquired all of their content. Disney's going to take that content along with all their old content. And when I say old content, I mean everything Disney Channel. We're going to get even Stevens back. We're going to get Pepperman. So We're going to get this. We're going to get uh, Hannah Montana. We're going to get that so And they said they're going to also start out by having the Big Nine on there. Uh, everybody knows the Big Nine are. We're talking Dumbo, Aladdin movies, uh, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, uh, all of the Anything everything. you can think of. As well as everything Pixar is. Going to be on this streaming service. We're going to get all the Marvel movies. They said all 32 Marvel movies are going to be on this streaming service as soon as they. They said it drops in only six ninety nine, and I'm super excited for it. How do you? Yo, okay. So let me be totally, completely, and utterly honest with you. Right at first, I was like, "Fuck that! I'm not paying for anything else because I already pay." Go ahead. What do you pay for? Already? I pay for internet. I pay for um. I have Direct TV now. Um. I pay for Hulu, Netflix. You don't pay for Netflix. I well, pay for you your Netflix. For I was Netflix, waiting for you. But I have Netflix. <laughs> 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 but as part of Hulu, I pay for um Stars and I pay for Showtime. Well, I switch those out. So whichever one has something that I want to see on it at the time, I pay for that. As far as your Hulu goes, just to interrupt you for a second, um, you should probably also pick HBO up so I can watch yours because Game of Thrones starts. Yeah, no, I'm going to – we'll talk after the pod is over, okay? Um, Yeah, so so I pay for everything except Netflix on my list because you pay for that. We do share some responsibilities here. Um, But – I was like, I'm not going to do it. But then when I was reading the list of what's going to be on there, I can't see my life 
without paying $6.99 for this. Now, okay, this is my thing. I'll pay the $6.99 if I'm grandfathered in. Because if the price ever fucking goes up, I'm going to be pissed. Well, they said you can pay $6.99 for a month, per month, which will equal out to about $83.50 a year or something like that. Or you can pay the $69.99 for the year. See, I'm fine. I'm I, I'm okay with the $69.99 because, listen, we have we have Disney, we have Pixar, we have Marvel, we have 20th Century Fox, we have Fox TV shows, which means that we get, they're going to give us original, 10 original films, documentaries, and specials during the first year, um, which includes um, a show called Wakanda Vision. Like, I, I don't know, I don't even know what the fuck that is, but I'm excited to see it. And they're also, you know what? We're going to get all the movies from the Disney Channel so I can watch Luck of the Fucking Irish whenever I want to. Dog, you know how excited I was to be able to go back and watch Brink and Johnny Tsunami? Oh, my. Like, you know how Brink was one of my favorite movies. Uh, one thing a lot of people don't know about me is one, when we moved to Kentucky when we were younger, one thing I picked up is inline skating and doing tricks on inline skates. And bring one of my movies. He literally and that's thought why. he was going to be an inline skater, and he was going to be in the movies when he like that was his goal. Um, but I'm I'm so excited because Z9, the fucking sequel. Like I I can't even I can't even tell you all the stuff that's on there because you get all of the Pixar movies and shorts. Make my heart go, make my heart go, you supernova girl. How could you not like this is everything put from my childhood plus everything from my adulthood. I'm almost willing to say, you know what, I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm gonna pay for it. I'm I'm down with the Disney streaming service. I was against it. I was a hell no because I have everything else, but how can you say no to this? I think I have Maybe a week and three days of vacation this year. I plan on taking no bullshit. I want to take. I plan on taking a Thursday and a Friday off, using two of my days, uh, and then calling in to all of my other jobs to let them know I won't be there, just to see how much of this content. Me, a bag of popcorn, probably over those four days, it'll probably be about four or five pizzas, maybe six. Uh, six pizzas. A, a gallon of water, a two liter of Sprite. Probably some ice cream, some oven baked cookies from Subway, uh, <laughs> just a plethora of shit is what I'm saying. Uh, I, I plan on seeing how much of this content I can finish and get in before that time is up. You won't even scratch the surface because they're gonna have all 30 seasons of The Simpsons. You, four days is not enough. It, it's it, this is honestly this, and it's gonna be ad free, ladies. Gentlemen, like I, I, it sounds like we're plugging it, but people don't understand that the kid in me is fucking screaming right now. Like, it's 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 literally screaming right now. Listen, listen. The nerd in me and the kid in me is loving everything about this. I can't, I can't front y'all. I can't lie. I'm gonna go ahead and say that this Disney streaming service is gonna be worth it gonna be worth it like you're telling me i get to see what all six seasons of recess tj detweiler uh, like tj was the man uh, like people people 
people forget how cool T.J. Deadwiler was. There's nobody out there, I think, that did not watch Recess, like seriously. I agree. I agree. So are you ready to move on to another topic? Because we can talk about this all day. We can just keep going through cartoons all day. Absolutely, because I had about 15 other things listed just from Disney that we could have talked about. So let's go. Okay, so the next topic I drew is, on a sadder note, um, the deputy sheriff's son uh, and living in uh, Louisiana Parish named Holden Matthew. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but in the news, there's been news about churches being burned in Louisiana, and apparently it was the deputy's sheriff's son who was doing the church burnings. What do you think about it? I think that I really do not understand. Um, okay, first of all, let's say this. He has not been charged with a hate crime. Um, as of right now, they're saying that they think that he did this because he listens to black rock music, which has something to do with historically they burn churches. Um, but the churches that he burned, let's just not say that they were three churches in Louisiana. They were three historically black churches in Louisiana. Um, so the police is saying that, you know, they're going to leave it up to the federal authorities, whether or not that this is a hate crime. In my opinion, if it walk like a duck and it quack like a duck, then I'm going to call it a duck, and this is a hate crime. Um, they're saying that his father didn't know anything about it. How do you not know your child is harboring this much hate for a group of people? I don't understand racism. I don't understand what Black people did to the world that was so bad that people feel like they need to burn down our churches and we can't walk down the street without being interrupted. I I don't understand. Um, I think, and I'm going to say this, and I don't, I don't know the deputy sheriff. I don't know his intent, but I think a large part of racism is generational. Um, I think racism is something passed down through family lineage. To be honest with you, uh, in large part, I think if if it's racism has a large part to do with not only the world that you live in and how you view the world and what's happened to you in your life, but a large part of racism has to do with how you were raised and who raised you. So I think the first thing I asked myself when I saw this was, hmm, I wonder if that sheriff feels the same way. I I, I thought the same thing, like, because racism is not something that you're born with. It's something that you learn. It's not, you know, it, it's not the way that your mind is initially programmed to work because we're programmed to love one another. So I just, I I don't, I don't understand. Can, can we just talk about what it is that black people did historically that was so bad that people like, all we want to do is live in peace. Like to, to tell the truth, if black people really wanted to, we could shut this whole shit down. Let's just be completely honest. We could shut it all down. All we want to do is live in peace. We are the most forgiving people on this planet considering what 
continuously happens to us. And we keep giving y'all motherfuckers a chance. Like, that's the thing. So historically, could some anybody out there who may happen to hear this and have an answer to this question, what did Black people do that was so bad that white people feel like we don't even deserve a church to go to? Please, somebody explain it to me. I'll, I'll wait for your answers. Um, I, if you, if you ask me, um, I think we, uh, how do I say it? Um, we intimidate. And when I I say intimidate, I I don't mean that as disrespect to African-Americans. When I say intimidate, I mean, as we were originally brought to this country, we were taking away from our roots. We were this dispelled from what we knew we were learned to to not even remember what we knew uh we were beat to not remember what we knew um we had no ideal of american customs american ways the american language um any of these things when we first came here and i think our quest for knowledge intimidated our 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 growth i, I honestly think that our growth and our evolution intimidated people who saw us as who thought they were inferior to us. And once we saw ourselves on that same level, a lot of those people didn't want to accept that. And I honestly think that's what we, 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 we didn't do anything. Like we didn't actually do anything, but I think that they felt intimidated by us. I, I feel like they, they felt intimidated by our intellect, by our knowledge, by what we knew, by what we were able to accomplish and learn, persevere and overcome in so short time. So basically you're saying that we are being punished because we're the shit? Because we evolved, exactly. It's not our, we are, we are God's people. We are supposed to evolve in the face of any fucking thing, and that is what we do. So all I'm going to say is we ain't never going to give up. We're always going to persevere, and all of these little racist people, whoever they are, they can suck my ass. That's how I feel about it today. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I am agree. sorry. I agree with everything but the ass sucking part. I don't even know. Nope, leave that, that in there. We're leaving part. that in there. I, I don't even know what ass sucking is. Like, these is it somebody put the hickey on your butt cheek? I don't know exactly what that, that ass consists of. Hey, hey, and I also would like to point out, family and everyone listening, that Billy used a big word today, so we are going to give it up to him using the word disabled. I am so oh, proud shit. of you. Oh, shit. I mean, I have, I've been up my T.I. I've been my dictionary, you know, uh, uh, that word of day calendar is working miracles. I am so proud of unequivocally, you. Unequivocally, <laughs> I'm impressed by myself. I am, I am unequivocally impressed by the the knowledgeableness of of the word that I I, I just so happen just, to use. Just give it up. And in what I use, give it up expeditiously. In the words of Ti, just give it up. <laughs> <laughs> So let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. So the next topic that I drew is New York, New York. New York has decided. I'm from New York. 
have decided not to test for weed when it comes to employment. I think that's a huge step. What do you think about it? Hey, let's just say I'm all down for this, but they also cannot test for weed when it comes to probation either, which is amazing. Um, I'm all down for this. I'm actually considering um, if I ever decide to pick up a new career moving to New York. That's my new favorite place in the country. Um, but yeah, so this this just makes me want to move there even more. I think New York is super fucking cool. And I think that it all, this should be like a federal law. Like nobody should be testing for marijuana. I have never um, smoked marijuana and wanted to do anything bad to anyone. And I don't believe that it's harmful in any way. So I'm all down for this law. Like more companies should adopt this because we're just wasting money testing people for weed and weed ain't hurting nobody. In the words of Bob Marley, marijuana is the healing of the nation. Um, I think it's awesome. Um, cause I mean, if you just look at the fact how many people are reincarcerated for parole violation when it comes to just smoking and smoking some weed, um, relaxing, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, how would you feel if, you know, you, you just smoke weed to release stress? I mean, you gotta also think somebody, imagine a felon who's been locked up, who's been institutionalized and brainwashed by the institution, which honestly doesn't have a lot of programs to, Put you back out yeah. to rehabilitate you and put you back out into the real world. Um, imagine how you have been lo- caged up like an animal on a time sequence every day, uh, making sure your life was okay for ten or fifteen years, and then you get bailed out or you get pro. You come out, you're smoking some weed because you're sh- not only are you stressed out, ain't the anxiety of being in the real world trying to adjust plays into that. So you say you're smoking weed for anxiety. You come out on parole. You got five years left, and you get re-put back in for five years for not knowing how to adapt to the real world. It's shit like that that bothers me. So I'm glad that they took this step to say, okay, not only not only are do we think that you can be coherent and do your job, even if you use marijuana, that's none of our business. But when it comes to parole. When that, but when it comes to bro, we also we're, we're not going to make a deal of it. Um, I also I, I'm not sure I, I, if they're going to do it, but anyone who's locked up, who you know, who who caught a parole violation for marijuana, also they should let free. Let's just go ahead and throw that out there. No, I absolutely agree. It's it's fucking shameful that people are still in jail for marijuana when marijuana has been legalized. Like if marijuana is legal in your state, then let all the people who are in jail for marijuana out right now like there's no need to pro- you don't need to process no paperwork or let them out of jail that's just how i feel about it um but yeah i think this is wonderful and i think that more cities should actually do this because you would save a lot of money and a lot of time processing people back into jail for parole violations um if you would just allow them to smoke marijuana because a lot of people nowadays are on that as anxiety medications instead of taking pills which people can be addicted to and you don't go to jail for being addicted to pills most of the time, um, unless there's somebody else's pills that you're addicted to. And there's plenty of people out here who get pills from doctors with their own names on it of their own prescriptions who are addicted to them. Let me just go ahead and say that, but they're not going to jail. More than likely, they're gonna go to rehab. Um, 
So I, I absolutely think this is a wonderful thing. I They just legalized um, medical marijuana here in the state of Missouri. So I'm excited to see what that's going to look like. Um, and of course, I'm going to go ahead and get me some um, for my anxiety. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a wonderful thing. And I think it's um, beautiful that our lawmakers are now starting to see that this is not a a drug that can harm you, but more an herb that is medicine from the earth. Yeah, that- as long as you got the right uh, dosage for yourself and what you can handle, I'm I'm all for you know smoking marijuana. Uh, once upon a time, long time ago, uh, I smoked weed for my cause for my anxiety. It helped a lot until I got some weed that was way too strong. And I freaked the fuck out. It just made my anxiety worse <laughs> one night. No bullshit. I was sitting there uh, watching uh, the Avengers, and I was seeing double. Uh, then I I got in the car, and I was driving someone somewhere, and I felt like the road was, like, attacking me, like, coming towards me really fast. Uh, I, I had a really, really bad experience on some really really strong like push and it, it it just it turned me off of weed so i went back to therapy i stopped smoking weed and started going back to my therapy so uh <laughs> shout out to weed man for for getting me back in therapy like obviously uh shout out to weed so shout out to you mary jane we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next topic the next topic is a disgusting one but we're going to talk about it anyway so Texas lawmakers are pushing and considering the death penalty for abortions. What do you think? You you already know what I think, and I just think this is a fucking atrocity. Um, it's House Bill 896, which basically defines all abortion as homicide. So it wants to give um, the fetus before time of birth the rights as an actual human being, because they're the basic premise for this is if um, if a pregnant woman is, let's say she's killed in a car accident and a drunk driver kills her, the drunk driver would be charged with the death of both her and the baby. So they're saying that they're just making it fair. If the baby can be killed in a car accident, why can't the baby be killed in an abortion? Um, I, I, I absolutely think that's two completely different scenarios. Um, during the, the hearing for this, 446 people testified in favor of outlawing abortion in the state of Texas. Now, this outlaw will actually be regardless of federal mandates. They actually wrote that into the law. And only 56 people, 54 people, I'm sorry, showed up to testify in, against the bill. Um so and it would it would charge the doctor as well with with homicide. So that would definitely stop doctors. And what would happen is it would basically be like it was before Roe versus Wade, and women in the state of Texas would be giving themselves home abortions, and then people would die. So I I just feel like Texas already thinks that they're their own country. Just let them be their own thing again, and let's do to them what we did to Florida last week and dynamite them off the side of the United States. Um, I'm not going to sit on this long because I think it is dumb as fuck, but I'm going to say that it doesn't surprise me. Uh, this is the Bible Belt, ladies and gentlemen. This is the South. Uh, 
Texas is one of the worst parts of the South. For sure. I mean, it, it's it's just absurd to even consider this. I personally think everybody has their own view on abortion. Um, I understand that everybody has different feelings about it, but this shit doesn't surprise me, man. It's it baffles me if anything. I don't understand it. Um, and it says, regardless of federal law, every state does have laws that are technically put in place regardless of federal law and what's said federally. Um, but this doesn't surprise me at all. I'm not surprised by Texas doing this. Honestly, I don't be surprised if you see uh, if this passes, you see other other southern states institute this. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. I just, Texas, like, just fucking Texas. It's always Florida and Texas. Like, those two places just make my skin crawl. I don't know. I just, you're right. Let's not even spend too much time on fucking Texas. Okay. We will, um, my next topic, I don't know if y'all have fucking seen it. I mean, obviously we knew we knew this nigga had it in him. This nigga's Chris Brown's new video, dog. He channeled every bit of Michael Jackson in this new video he has. I don't even know the name of the song. But this video, Chris Brown is one of the top three performers of my lifetime. Uh, the best performers I've seen him since I've been alive, um, obviously when I'm not I'm when I speak I said of when I say and I when I speak and when I say of my lifetime I'm not including Prince or Michael Jackson in this. Yes, I've seen them. Yes, I'm old enough to have witnessed what they did. But in I think in my generation, uh you got Beyonce, Bruno Mars, and Chris Brown. And Chris Brown is a fucking elite performer. Like this dude gives puts on a show. I will probably never go to an actual show because he does a lot of air humping a lot, and I just don't, I'm not trying to play the air guitar with Chris Brown's crotch. Um, but this, I mean, honestly, this dude is the epitome of a good time. Like, Chris Brown can literally get on stage and just dance. He doesn't have to sing. Chris Brown can entertain you with just what he can do on stage as far as dancing goes. Absolutely. Um, it, it's it's crazy to see some of the stuff that Chris Brown can do sometimes. Like it, it's just it it's crazy. So let me let me just give you a little background to this. Um, so before every show, we know what topics we have in the fishbowl. So I always do like research so I can make sure that I hit certain points um, on the show, things that I want to say. So I went to find this Chris Brown video and the name of the song is Back to Love. And I do love the song. Let me say that. Went to watch the video. Literally the only thing that I wrote in my notes was I love Chris Brown. (laughs) 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 I love Chris Brown. So let me, let me do this from memory because there was some shit I wanted to say for y'all. Um, the video is, like you said, it's very um, reminiscent. It channels Michael Jackson in such like an authentic way that pays tribute to him, um, not only just in dance, but also in just the way that the video was shot and the the scenes that you see. 
in the video with the children dancing and stuff, it reminded me of um, a Michael Jackson video that I saw when I was a kid. I can't really remember which song, but it's very Michael Jackson. Um, it has its essence, but it's still very Chris Brown. So while I was watching it, like I was lo like I loved every moment of it. And then I actually started to listen to the song and the words of the song. And the song is talking about just being open to love and how like love can really just open you up to something and take you somewhere. And even if you mess up in love, you still have that. Like it, it's just it's all good. Like I I love Chris Brown. That's all I needed, and that's all I know. Chris is like honestly, dude. This dude's footwork is just it is everything. Ill. Like it's everything. He was he was Chris Brown was made was built for that that shit. Like honestly, like Chris Brown honestly is one of the top top five most talented people on earth. I, I said that shit. And the reason I say that shit is I don't know if y'all know, but Chris Brown can not only sing, but he can dance. Chris Brown can not only sing and dance, but Chris Brown can act. Yeah. Chris Brown can only sing and dance and act. But Chris Brown is also an like, amazingly talented artist. Oh, my like, gosh. His Instagram oh, is crazy. Also act. Chris Brown can, can who? Chris Brown can play basketball. He's a freak fucking athlete. He does, he, he does parkour in his spare time. Like, this Dude, yeah. I don't think there's anything that Chris Brown can't fucking do. Like, don't be surprised if Chris Brown start posting on his on his Instagram or something like sweet potato a la mode. Like, next <laughs> thing I know, Chris Brown. He's going to be Chef Chris. Chef Chris. For Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay loves it or some shit. Yeah, I I just he's a he's a renaissance man and to top off all of that list of amazing beautiful things that he can do, he is super fucking tall. Like, I love Chris Brown. Like, I I just don't, I understand that people have their issues with Chris Brown. I understand why people have their issues with Chris Brown. Yeah, sometimes Chris Brown look like he on that book of sugar every night. Sometimes then. I think he's still, but, you know, he might be still. But I don't know, I don't know, sometimes, I don't know if he's depressed, but I think sometimes people think Chris Brown's on that book of sugar. Uh, because his face looks so thin sometimes, but you never know what that's coming from. Hell, he could just be losing weight because he dances so goddamn hard. Exactly, like he he dances, he plays basketball. I mean, in one day, how many calories can you really burn, Chris Brown? I mean, come on. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, no, the video was amazing, and Chris Brown's dancing ability. Like, I wish that I could that little thing that he does where he's like on his tiptoes and he slides across the floor. Like, I'm trying to do it right now. If I bust my ass in here, it's going to be something ugly. Um, but, yeah, I just – he's amazing. Just check out the video, everybody. If you haven't seen it, it's Chris Brown, Back to Love. I watched it on YouTube. But it's it's amazing, and it's very Michael Jackson. It has the essence of Michael just sprinkled all through it. It's amazing. It definitely does. And if, if I suggest anything, is to watch it with music and then just mute it and watch it again. You go, like, God damn. <laughs> Chris, like Chris Brown, God, that boy can dance, like for real, like, like I'm proud of him, like <laughs> Chris Brown, like honestly, when it comes to dancing, I I can't think of a person on Chris Brown could take on all the Jabberwockies and win. I can't think of nobody who could. I can. It's only one person I know that could probably have a dance off with Chris Brown and, and possibly stay with him or bust his ass. Oh, I like the girls with the pumps in a rump. Bucks in a row. MC Hammer, no, no, nobody can fuck with MC. I'm sorry. Billy, Don't, MC Hammer listen, is not an ultimate dance champion. Listen, like, we, we've had this discussion. No bullshit. 
people are going to be like, what, MC Hammer? No bullshit. I challenge our, our listeners to do this. If you don't believe me, go watch MC Hammer's Bumps in a Rub video. MC Hammer has professional dancers in his videos. And the the way how clean his moves and his transitions are, nobody is fucking with MC Hammer on the dance floor. I'm not bullshitting you. Don't Chris Brown don't want to see is a young MC Hammer in his prom? He fucked Chris Brown up in the dance contest. <laughs> and I love Chris Brown. But ain't nobody seeing MC Hammer's transit. Bruh, I'm tell MC Hammer was fucking special, dog. MC Hammer's a legend. I don't think Go watch your Hums in the Rough, Rough video and you'll see what I'm talking about. I don't think anybody has ever given such a passionate speech about MC Hammer's dance. It's, it's one of my you know this already. That MC that that's one of my favorite videos. And like he his everything. Boom. Boom, boom. It's like you, you can see that shit coming, and then he smack you in the face with it. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, he, man, y'all, don't, y'all, don't, y'all don't feel me. Y'all don't feel me. I can't stop laughing long enough to talk. I just don't even have it today. Oh, I, I'm going with Chris Brown in that dance battle. Sorry. Go, go watch the video, and you're going to change your mind. I, I challenge you to go watch the video when you get done. You're going to text me like, bruh. You was right. We have got it. I'm putting my money on Breeze. All right. So we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, Kim has come out and said that she's, she wants to be a lawyer and that is her new direction in life that she feels like her life has taken her. Um, for those who don't know, Kim K has been advocating to get people out of prison for maybe what the last two or three years now. Yeah. Um, she's been trying to help change do do some prison reform things, and now she wants to be a lawyer and try to help people, like I said, get out of prison. Um, what do you think about it? Um, my spirit is heavy. On Kim Kardashian West. Um, I think it's, let me say this. I think it's an absolutely beautiful thing what she has been doing um, to advocate for prison reform. I'm not hating on her or the work that she has done in any way. I welcome her as an advocate to the African-American community because a lot of people see her and her family as culture vultures. So I think that this is a way for her to um, give back some of, give back because a lot of times what happens is people will borrow more than they give back to the African-American culture. I like that. I like that. So I think that this is a good way for her to give back. But like I said, my spirit is heavy because I don't think people take Kim Kardashian serious enough. I'm not going to say that. I, I'm going to go. And honestly, I, I don't. I can't stand the fucking Kardashians. Um, not a huge fan of Kanye's attitude either. But I, I'm not a. I, I hate. I hate the, all the Kardashians. Don't but, say hate. Uh, Oh no! I say hate all the time. I hate all the Kardashians, but Courtney, um, I love Courtney Kardashian. Shout out to her. Why? And I like, I like, I like uh, Sir King Scott Disick. Scott Disick is the shit because he reads every one of them. I almost called him hoes. Jesus bless it. Um, you're doing, you're doing better in your chauvinistic feminist kind of way. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
No, but seriously, I love Scott Disick. Scott Disick is, he just reads me like, he, Scott Disick tells them the truth that, that they don't want to face a lot of the time. So that's why I like Scott Disick. He's like that that person that's like, look, you think you the shit, but let me go ahead and knock you down. Scott Disick is that, you know, when you go off to college or you get a new job and you're growing up in life, but, and you think you're doing big shit. You're, you got a whole a new group of friends and you live in this amazing life. Then you go home in front of your family and your sisters and brothers are, they just ripping you away. Like, and it's out of love. They love you, but they like, you think you king shit. No, you at home now. Like, we're going to treat you how we've always treated you. That's who Scott Disney gets in. He's that brother that when they come home, he's going to bring them back down to earth and level them up. So, Scott, um, they're you. Yeah, I, I do it to all my sisters, uh, my brothers. It's just me. Uh, I, I'm a clown. I have to bring them back down to earth. They're, they've come to the realization that they can't bring me back down to earth. But I can bring them back down to earth. I, I live way above the fucking clouds somewhere um, in a wonderland, honestly. Uh, He's not lying. So they know that, that them knocking me down pegs is just not going to work for me because I don't listen. Um, but I, I do it to them, and I do it humbly to them. I love them, so I, I feel like I have to, 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 to even them out sometimes. But uh, not to get too far off topic, I, I'm for it. Honestly, and I, I, you never know what you're going to be good at until you try it. So, if if she can, if this works for her and she's good at being a, a obviously her father was a lawyer. Uh, that's what he he fought for O.J. Simpson. Um, he well he was one of the lawyers that helped fight for O.J. Simpson. Um, so she has that in her family. Maybe something that she's always been passionate. We don't know that, so I'm not going to sit here and dog her and say that she. Yeah, not no, absolutely not. Um, I hope it's something that if she pursues it and really has a heart for it, and she can help a lot of people because of her celebrity. I, so I hope it's something that she can be good at, if it can help people afford Yeah, I agree. But like I said, I just don't feel like because of the life that she leads, I don't think people will take her seriously as seriously as she wants to be taken. But like I said, she can be a great advocate for the community. So I'm all down for it, and I think it's a great way for her to give back some of what she's taken to popularize herself. I agree. So you ready to move on to the last topic of the day? Sure. So the last topic of the day is give me that Becky. Aunt Becky, man. Full houses. Aunt Becky. Everyone knows what's going on. I think we talked about the, did we talk about it last week? Um, maybe a couple weeks ago. We did talk about it, though. Yeah, we, we talked about how she was going through this whole thing where she paid. It's that pay for play. She got her paid to get her daughters to go to UC, uh, USC. USC. Well, apparently she's taking it as a big fucking joke is what people are saying. Uh, her first day in court, she was seen outside the courthouse smiling, laughing, and signing autographs. She pulled up I, in the party bus. Yeah, and I think now... She, she started taking it a little more seriously because well, they say, they're saying she still thinks it's a joke. Um, they, they threatened her with, with 12 years in jail for this. Um, and she thinks it's a joke. The other woman, I think she took the plea deal. Yeah, Felicity Hoffman, definitely. She took the plea deal. She apologized. She gave a public apology. Um, her, does her plea deal involve two years in jail, too, I think? 
Um, they, they're saying that she may just get probation. They're not sure if she's going to actually get jail time just yet. But uh, they're saying that this woman is taking it as a joke. Yeah. She doesn't think she can get any type of jail time. Um, and honestly, I personally, from what it's looking like, obviously she's guilty. You can't plead not guilty to this. She didn't take the plea deal. I think she's about to get smacked in the face by the justice system and she doesn't recognize it. Her and her husband, um, both of them are charged with money laundering and um, mail fraud, several counts of different kinds of mail fraud. I don't even know what the fuck mail fraud is, but she's charged with it. And they could get up to 40 years in prison. Now, they did, um, the DA's office did originally offer her the same plea deal that they offered Felicity Hoffman, but Lori Laughlin, again, she thought it was a joke. So now she's facing up to 40 years, her and her husband, who is, um, uh, his name is Massimo Genuli. He's a yeah. designer. Um, he actually used to the shit. To, it used to be shirts that were sold at Walmart. I think they said like Gizmo on a tag or something like that. That was actually his line. Like he he had a, that a whole line at Walmart at one point. Like almost everything sold at Walmart was his stuff at one point. Yeah, I remember exactly what you're talking about. It was terrible shit, too, by the way. The shirts were flimsy and flat. It was just terrible shit. That's hilarious. Um, but, yeah, like, I, they, they're facing all this time, and she pulled up, I, and I know a party bus when I see one. She definitely pulled up in a party bus, got off, and was, like, all smiles and laughing. Like, it wasn't like she was going to court. So I didn't get the sense that she took it seriously at all. Um so at this point, I'm not inclined to really feel guilty if she does get any time. Like, like I said, you know, Felicity Hoffman said that she was sorry and she apologized to the families whose um, place her daughter may have taken. Um, but I just feel like Lori Laughlin is showing us the ultimate display of hubris. And I'm, I'm not here for Aunt Becky at this point. I'm really not. What you said, I don't know what the fuck hubris is. I thought you just said a Harry Potter spell. Uh, Excessive I don't know pride. what it's pride. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what spell you just put on that lady, but I hope she lives through it. <laughs> I, I I really feel like she's gonna end up in in Humorous. like a humorous. Like in my head, you had a wine. You were like humorous, and I hey. just turned her into a fucking frog. Lord Laughlin is missing. All that was found was a frog jumping around in a circle in her bathroom. <laughs> Shut up. No, um, yeah, it's just excessive pride. So I I just feel like she's being very prideful and um whatever she gets she deserves and I probably wouldn't spend five hundred thousand dollars on USC USC anyway. So. No, hell no. I don't yeah, that's a lot of money. But uh ladies and, ladies and gents, that's our show for today. We will see you next week for episode ten. Why don't you take us out? Alrighty again, thank you so much for joining us. Like, comment, subscribe. Um we are love doing this with you and for you and I want you to carry this with you until we meet again. Forgiveness is not turning a blind eye, but being fully aware of who someone is and not holding it against them.